From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Hope everyone had a great Easter weekend. But we are back here on this beautiful Monday with, once again, a super stacked show. Today, we're going to be talking all about the February 24th, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, where ECW invaded the Manhattan Center and took over the show. Not only are we talking about that classic episode, but we're going to be talking about the modern day and talk about AEW Rampage, WWE SmackDown, and AEW Battle of the Belts. But before we get into all that, I want to thank all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Thank you so much. I salute you guys. Thank you for making this podcast what it is today. Without you, there is no us. Shout out to everybody who tuned in to Twitch this past Saturday. We had such a big fucking turnout. It was beautiful. I love you all. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. It is beautiful. Mwah! Chef Kiss. I love you all. Thank you so much. If you don't already, follow us along on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And make sure you follow on Twitch. We're going to have live streams every Wednesday and Friday. And maybe we'll have a couple surprise live streams too. Fuck it. Who's telling us what we could do? We do whatever the fuck we want to do. Anyway, let's get into the Super Stack Show. We have a lot to talk about. We talk about Raw, SmackDown, fucking NXT, everything in between, all the news. Let's talk about it all. Right now, here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Without you, there is no us. I can't believe we're already on episode 209. God damn, time is flying. Also, everybody who showed out this past Saturday on the Twitch stream, oh my God, we had a rocking of a time. It was a fun-ass time. Thank you, everybody who follows here on Twitch at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We have Twitch streams coming to you every Wednesday and Friday nights. Watch-alongs of AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. Watch-alongs of Rampage and of SmackDown on Fridays. And we'll give the occasional classic wrestling review live on Twitch. So make sure you follow Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Twitch. This podcast is sponsored by Three Falls Brand. If you don't already know, Three Falls Brand 
is the dopest rock and wrestling mashup merchandise. Not just t-shirts. Not just t-shirts. I'm talking about stickers, magnets, fucking pins. The dopest. I'm telling you right now. And there may be, in the upcoming weeks, some Wrestling DeLorean podcast merchandise available on Three Falls brand. But I can only tell you what the company is as well as I could. I would rather the founder of Three Falls brand, Mean Gene, let him know. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at 3FallsBrand. Again, check us out at 3FallsBrand.com and on Instagram at 3FallsBrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Now, I know usually I end every episode with the classic wrestling review, but this is a big one. This episode is a big episode. This is the episode where Monday Night Raw is invaded by ECW. So, I think we should start out the show with that. So, like we do every Monday, let's get the classic Raw review. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into the February 24th, 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, where it all began, live from the Manhattan Center in New York City. This is a very special episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. Not only is it because they're back in their home base in New York, but this is the episode where ECW accepts the challenge of Jerry the King Lawler and invades the WWE. We're going to get into this crazy classic episode right now. What an episode this was. Now, before I even get into the review, I'm going to tell you this right now. This was by far the best Raw. The best Raw that I've seen since I started doing the Raw reviews. That's dating back all the way to June of 1995 we are in 1997 I've seen almost two years of Monday Night Raw and what I just saw was the best episode and it may not even be because of the WWE how crazy is that This episode took place in the Manhattan Center in Manhattan, New York, the Grand Ballroom, the home of WWE, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw started in the Grand Ballroom in 1993. They're back here in 1997 for a very special episode of Raw. 
we started out with the new Blackjacks, which is the team of Bradshaw and Barry Windham. They went against the Godwins. This matchup was okay. Hard hitting. Hard hitting as hell. Very stiff shots by Bradshaw. Those clotheslines were vicious, bro. Bradshaw always had some vicious-ass clotheslines. It's not not surprising that he made it his finishing move because he used to hit the motherfuckers with authority. Anyway, this match has a weird ending because I think Bradshaw, he hit Phineas Godwin with the clothesline from hell. He goes for the pin. Phineas gets his foot on the ropes, but the referee doesn't see it and still counts three. And still rewards the uh, match to the Blackjacks, even though another referee comes down and says that Phineas' foot was on the rope. But since they're trying to really push this whole, there's no instant replay in wrestling rule, they they couldn't re- uh, what's called they couldn't redo the match. They couldn't revert the decision. So the Godwins lose the match, even though the foot was on the rope. It is then when the Godwins throw slop on the referee. This is all hokey shit. But then shit got real because we had the eliminators from ECW, Perry Saturn, John Cronus, hit the ring with Paul Heyman, hit total elimination, or as Joey Styles would say, total elimination, on, I'm never doing that again, by the way, on a ring crew attendant. And Paul Heyman gets into the ring and gets on the mic, points at Jerry Lawler and says, your challenge has been accepted. ECW is in the house. And that crowd goes wild. We then get our very first taste of ECW action on Monday Night Raw here as little Guido from the FBI, little Guido Maritato, goes against Big Stevie Cool representing the BWO. This was a very fun matchup. This was everything that the first matchup wasn't. Uh, Stevie Richards comes out with the BWO. He hits the weird taking over. The crowd goes wild. Big Stevie Richards wins with the Stevie Bomb and the Stevie Kick on Little Guido Maritato. During the matchup, we saw ECW champion Raven. He came out to distract Stevie Richards. If you remember, at this time, this is building up to ECW's Barely Legal pay-per-view. Go back in time and listen to our Barely Legal review. It was around some, I guess it was like February of of uh, 2021 where I had the Barely Legal review. So check that out. Definitely crazy to see ECW talent here on Monday Night Raw. We then get a a uh, stupid-ass segment. It was a fucking arm wrestling contest between Sable and Marlena. We then get the next ECW match. We have here on this episode Taz versus Mikey Whipwreck. This is ECW Taz, by the way. This was Killer Machine Taz, and Taz was a beast in this matchup. Taz hit crazy-ass Taz plexes on Mikey Whipwreck, dropping him on his head numerous times. Sick-looking spots. During the matchup, Sabu climbs up to the fucking arm. At the time, Sabu and Taz was feuding, and they were leading up to their legendary matchup at Barely Legal. Sabu climbs up to the top of the R in the Raw set, and he dives off and takes out all of Team Taz. Crazy-ass spot. Wild-ass action going on here. This is wild, wild west shit. This is ECW. I love that ECW felt authentic on this show. It did not feel like it was watered down whatsoever. 
at all on this show. Next up on the show, we had Savio Vega versus Goldust. On commentary was a former friend of Savio Vega, wrestler Miguel Perez. He's talking about how Savio Vega turned his back on all of Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico is ashamed of Savio Vega now that he's partnered up with the Nation of Domination. Uh, Savio Vega versus Goldust leads to a DQ in the Nation of Domination attacks Goldust, and Miguel Perez makes the save. Now, this becomes a reoccurring theme on the show for the WWE portions of the matches. The WWE did not have a fucking clean finish the whole night. ECW went on the WWE's show and had clean finishes. What does that tell you? Anyway, after this matchup, we see the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, in the crowd. Jerry the King Lawler tries to interview him, but he's, you know, saying that he taught uh, Ken Shamrock everything he knows in the UFC. Ken Shamrock is like, I don't even know you, bro. What are you talking about? Um, Ken Shamrock eventually does get involved This is how he gets involved with the WWE. Obviously, he's like a legend of the Attitude Era. But Ken Shamrock ends up refereeing the Bret Hart versus Stone Cold match at WrestleMania 13. But we're not up to that yet. So we'll get to that when we get to that. Anyway, next on the show, we had the final of three ECW matches on the show. It was Tommy Dreamer versus Devon Dudley in an Anything Goes uh, Weapons Legal matchup. This was... A great fucking match. This was exactly what people wanted to see when it comes to ECW. We had chairs. We had steel steps. Tommy Dreamer took someone's cane from the fucking crowd and nailed Devon Dudley with it. This was exactly what ECW is and was about. And it was showcased live on Monday Night Raw. After the matchup, Tommy Dreamer gets the victory when he hits the DDT on the chair. After the matchup, Bubba Ray Dudley comes in. They hit the 3D on Tommy Dreamer. This leads to the Sandman making his entrance to the ring. He comes out. He canes everybody. He got the beer. He got the cigarette. Everybody is fucking just going crazy in the crowd. Vince McMahon is like, this is getting too extreme. This is wild. I don't know what we should do here. Cause Should we cut the camera? Jerry the King Lawler is like, see, this is exactly what you invited here, Vince McMahon. This is the type of scum you invited. At this point, Paul Heyman and Jerry the King Lawler get into a fucking fight on commentary. Paul Heyman tries to jump the commentary table and fight Jerry the King Lawler. Absolute pandemonium. Pandemonium. And that's exactly what you expect from ECW. Now, the next matchup was a WWE matchup. And it was probably the coolest moment on the show on the WWE portion. The headbangers come out and they go against the returning Surprise return here in Manhattan of the Road Warriors. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, make their WWF return here and they fight the Headbangers. Really good matchup. I was just mad that it did not go to a finish. The Headbangers and the Road Warriors get a DQ finish after a countout. Everyone is just brawling outside. But they send the crowd home happy. Well, not the home yet, but the, the crowd is... Made to feel happy after the finish when the Road Warriors hit the Doomsday device on Mosh. But I was a little upset about this because this was such a great moment. Such a great pop for the Road Warriors. The coolest thing that the WWF did on this show. And you have a fucking countout finish. The Road Warriors cannot beat the Headbangers on their fucking return match. 
Come on, I thought that was a little bogus. I think you could have had the Road Warriors beat the goddamn Headbangers on their return match. You ain't going to hurt nobody there. Anyway, main event of the show it is Farouk, the leader of the Nation of Domination. He goes against The Undertaker. This was a good match, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I said it on the Twitch stream because I did do the watch-along for this live on Twitch. Farouk very well could have been a WWE champion at this time. He had the team, he had the faction, he had the fucking gimmick. He could have been a WWE champion at this time. Even if it was like a transitional champion, even if it was like a month or two, he could have been champion at this time. Farouk had the total package, and he definitely took it to The Undertaker. I was surprised. Farouk dominated The Undertaker for a lot of this matchup. But in the end, The Undertaker and Farouk get into a DQ when the Nation of Domination attacks. Once again, a fuck finish. But... The fans are really sent home happy this time because the Legion of Doom comes out. They help The Undertaker and Undertaker, Hawk, and Animal clear house of the Nation of Domination. This was an absolute phenomenal Raw from the return of the Legion of Doom, from the invasion of ECW, from the debut of Ken Shamrock. This was absolutely amazing. This feels like this is like a new beginning for Monday Night Raw. This is like the start. Of the Raw is War era of Monday Night Raw. Absolutely phenomenal. Five out of five stars. Enjoyed this episode. Go back in time. Watch it yourself. February 24th, 1997. Monday Night Raw. You will not be disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking all about everything that went down in AEW this past weekend. I'm talking Rampage. I'm talking about the Texas Deathmatch. I'm talking about Battle for the Belts. So, stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy. As Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gates. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Bloc. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy. My gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike, and I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike, and I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarain podcast. I was on it. It was a dope ass podcast. We had an awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. To so go check out the Delarain podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK. All fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to talk about all the happenings of AEW this past weekend. We're talking about Rampage. I'm talking about Battle of the Belts. We had a world title match. We had a Ring of Honor title match. We had a TNT title match. We had a women's title match. Bro. What a fucking weekend for AEW. We're going to talk all about it right now. So let's get into it. Starting out with the live review of AEW Rampage. We did this review on Twitch. 
Check out the Twitch streams, bro. Real talk, if you want to get my instant reviews and reactions, Twitch is where it's at, bro. Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Twitch. But we start out Rampage live. Rampage live definitely is must-watch. Rampage taped? Miss me with that bullshit. Anyway, the show starts out with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta, the Blackpool Battle Club or Battle... Whatever they're fucking called. The Blackpool Battle Club, is that it? Battle Gang, whatever. The Blackpool Battle Club versus the Gun Club. It's Billy Gunn and his two as-boy sons versus William Regal's trio of violence. And this was a good match for the fact that Wheeler Yuta got the victory for his team. Wheeler Yuta didn't just get the victory for his team, but Wheeler Yuta pinned the legendary Billy Gunn. I've been saying it week in and week out. Wheeler Yuta has been the most improved and the breakout star of AEW in 2022. My man went from a background character in The Best Friends to the Ring of Honor uh, pure champion to a guy that is teaming up with Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Former WWE champion and a former AEW champion. That says it all right there. So, definitely, this has been such a big year for Wheeler Yuta. Anyway, next on the show, we had a squash match for The Butcher. This is leading for this is leading to The Butcher versus Wardlow on Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday. I am excited for that. Two big men that could definitely go in the ring. Really good matchup, I'm expecting, from these two guys. Anyway, then the main event of the show, we had... Oh, well, first we had uh, Robin Renegade versus Ruby Soho. There's some twin magic there with Robin Renegade and her uh, and her twin, Charlotte Renegade. I didn't even know she had a twin until that was revealed to us on the show. It was pretty shocking when she went under the ring and we had twin magic happen because I didn't even know she had a sister, let alone a twin. But... Twin Magic didn't even work because Ruby Soho still wins the matchup and she has officially qualified for the Owen Hart Foundation uh, tournament. Next, we had on the show the main event, AEW World Title Match, Texas Death Match, Adam Cole versus Hangman Adam Page. This match was brutal. Adam Cole, I have no clue how Adam Cole is not broken in half. He took some crazy-ass bumps. He took... Of Death Valley driver on the edge of two chairs where it looked like he would have been split in half. He took a Death Valley driver on the fucking ring apron. He took a super he took a fall away slam from the top rope onto a stack of chairs. Adam Cole, if he doesn't take time off after this matchup, I swear to God, this guy's going to get really severely injured. And I don't want to see that. But Adam Cole's putting his body through a lot. A lot. In the end, though. Hangman Page is still your AEW champion. He wins when he hit the buckshot lariat onto Adam Cole. I don't want to see Adam Cole get another uh, shot here. I don't think he gets another shot. I think Adam Cole goes out of the world title picture, and we insert somebody else, and I think that the next person probably will be CM Punk. And if it's CM Punk, if that's the case, then CM Punk is going to be your AEW champion very, very soon, in my opinion. Good Rampage, definitely better than the uh, than the Rampages that are taped. 
the live field definitely feels a lot more must watch. And I gotta say, AEW still on a heavy roll. This is this is the B show, and they're putting on matches like the Texas Death Match, really crazy shit. Anyway, AEW wasn't done for the weekend because the next night we had the special Battle of the Belts two. The show was fairly decent. We had the TNT title match that started off. It was Sammy Guevara accompanied to the ring by Ty Conti versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT champion. I got to say, I said on the Twitch, you know, I'm not for people hating on Sammy Guevara for being with Ty Conti. But Sammy Guevara comes off as a bit of a fucking cocky ass heel. I don't think that being babyface is going to be the way to go for Sammy Guevara here. I don't think that he comes off as a babyface. Him and Ty Conti both come off as heels. They kind of took the Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes uh, placement there ever since they left. And I don't know, like, Sammy Guevara winning the TNT title for a third time kind of feels like they were trying to quickly, you know, whitewash Cody Rhodes being the only three-time TNT champion. Sammy Guevara was a okay champion, but I never really thought of him as one of the best TNT champions. So for him to be one of the only guys to hold the title for three times, like, man, I don't know. Like, unless there's a whole character change or something to make this fresh, this came off a little flat to me. And I don't like the fact that Scorp had to be a transitional champion because I thought Scorpio could have ran with this belt. But... It is what it is. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I don't hate Sammy. I do definitely think that he needs to be a heel. Anyway, next on the show, we had a Ring of Honor world title match between Jonathan Gresham and Dalton Castle. This was a great matchup. This is the first time we see both Gresham and Dalton Castle on AEW television. Boy, did this deliver. This felt like a Ring of Honor title matchup. This had great action, great pure wrestling, good comedy. This was just really good action here. In the end, Jonathan Gresham wins the matchup, concussed nonetheless, but he wins the matchup. But it did come out that he did injure himself during this match. Unfortunately, he had to cancel some bookings. He got a concussion after landing on his head with a belly-to-belly suplex by Dalton Castle. But definitely a good matchup that showcased Ring of Honor. After the matchup, Jay Lethal came out with... uh, Sanjay Dutt and Singh, the giant-ass Singh, um, they took out Dalton Castle. They took out Jonathan Gresham. Lee Moriarty comes out to make the save. They took out Moriarty. Then they took out Matt Seidel for the hell of it until Samoa Joe cleared house with a lead pipe. And then the TV champion, Samoa Joe, stood tall with the AEW World, I mean, with the Ring of Honor World Champion, Jonathan Gresham. Really cool moment there. Main event, we had Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Champion. If I'm not mistaken, this is the second battle of the belts that was main evented by the AEW Women's Champion. This was a pretty decent matchup. Got a lot of time. I felt like it was a little too long. Um, I know they had to stretch out for time. It seemed like the Ring of Honor title matchup ended a little early, so the women were given a lot of time here. Um, Nyla Rose... You know, she she played her part well. She she manhandled Thunder Rosa for a lot of this matchup. Thunder Rosa made a good comeback. So, I mean, it, it, it served its purpose. I just want to see Thunder Rosa in there, you know, putting on some better matches. I'm a big Thunder Rosa fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not hating on Nyla Rose. Like, I, I like Nyla Rose. I, I'm a fan of Nyla Rose. I just feel like 
these two women didn't mesh as well as some of Nyla Rose's opponents in the past. But nonetheless, still a good show. I enjoyed it. Definitely go out of your way to watch Battle of the Belts for that Ring of Honor title matchup. If you're a fan of Sammy Guevara or Thunder Rosa, you might want to check this out too. It was a really good show. Nice little special for AEW on Saturday night. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about WWE SmackDown from Friday night. And then we're going to be signing out, give you some news and notes about what's upcoming for the week. So stay tuned. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations. It's your man CD, Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Now, I'm not just a world-traveled professional wrestler and the man with the perfect shaped head to be bald for the rest of his life. I'm also the head of talent relations for All Elite Wrestling. And as such, I am not allowed to lie. It's in my contract. So when I tell you that Mike DeNiro and the Wrestling DeLorean podcast is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know I'm telling you the truth. Now, Mike talks about classic WWF, WCW, ECW, and TNA reviews, as well as doing modern news for AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and all the things that are happening in the world of professional wrestling today. So why don't you give it a listen and just remember that Christopher Daniels was the one that sent you, and uh, enjoy the podcast. Take care, everyone. Welcome back to the show. AEW did not just dominate this weekend we did have wwe smackdown to talk about so let's talk about this past friday smackdown where randy orton and matt riddle stood tall in the face of jimmy and jay uso so yeah the story of the smackdown which was a a fairly decent show was randy orton and matt riddle coming on smackdown defending the smackdown tag team titles and then going face to face with jimmy and jay uso it was announced that there will be a tag team unification matchup that does take place at WrestleMania Backlash. Which, by the way, they got to drop that WrestleMania Backlash shit. Just call them fucking show Backlash. Backlash is a show that's been around forever. So just call it Backlash with the, the WrestleMania Backlash. Like, bro, what? You going to have WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash? Like, it's a little weak. But anyway, definitely a good show. 
I'm expecting great things from Usos and Randy Orton and Riddle. Now, I definitely think that the Usos will be unifying those titles, making the bloodline one of the most dominating factions in WWE history. Whether you want to like them, whether you want to hate them, whether you like the fact or not, that would make the bloodline one of the most dominating factions in WWE history. Never before has one faction held the WWE champion, the WWE Universal champion, the Raw tag team champions, the Raw, the SmackDown tag team champions. It's just, yeah, that's just straight dominance. That's God mode. They are the ones. Anyway, we also are probably going to be getting Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which should be a great matchup too. I mean, I, I definitely am a big fan of Shinsuke Nakamura, and it's been a couple years since Shinsuke got a WWE title matchup, so I think it'll be really cool to see Shinsuke mix it up with the Tribal Chief. Also, it is all but official that we will be getting the I Quit matchup at Backlash between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I definitely think that these two women are going to, you know, outdo what they did at Survivor Series 2018, whoever it was, and what they did at WrestleMania. These two women have great chemistry with each other. I think that in an I Quit matchup, I think that you, we do see a new women's champion. I don't see them having Ronda Rousey quit. Unless there's shenanigans and tomfoolery, I don't see Ronda Rousey quitting. But anyway, SmackDown, not much to talk about. It was a fairly decent show. We had Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a lumberjack match. Drew McIntyre is still, you know, just dominating. It is announced that Drew McIntyre will be getting a WWE title match in the UK, the O2 Arena, when WWE returns to the UK. Definitely cool to see what's going down in WWE. I think it's such a great time for wrestling right now. AEW's on fire. WWE's on fire. New Japan had a phenomenal show. The Windy City, whatever that show was called. All I know is go out of your way to see Jon Moxley and Will Ospreay. I saw it earlier today. Oh, my God. These two fucking tore the house down. Go out of your way to see Jon Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Anyway... That's all I got to say today. That's all That's all I got for you guys. You know what I mean? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do the Wrestling DeLorean podcast wherever, avail- wherever podcasts are available. So make sure you check out the podcast. And now, make sure you check out the Twitch streams. Every Wednesday night, live Dynamite, watch along. Every Friday night, SmackDown and Rampage, watch along. Saturdays, we're going to have some live classic wrestling reviews. Bro, you can't miss out. Check us out on Twitch. Check us out everywhere. Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram. W underscore DeLorean Pod on Twitter. And Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Twitch. I love you all. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I will catch you Wednesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Peace out. Second tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip So who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy I was born in the darkness Oh, you the wolf Till we pull up and you're harmless So pray to Oliver Don Dada The top shotter The top spot Final boss you cross That's when your ride stop 
Basquiat with that white chalk Trigger finger streets Might leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas acting tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches love to drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas They be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you at No matter Addy nigga We gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life Answers yes, well, didn't nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs Cause they hunting, I'm moving packs of that onion But probably packing up something Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas acting tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life Answers yes, well, didn't nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. It's on its way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply.